Welcome to the Supernatural Life Podcast with Chad Gonzalez, a podcast all about helping you connect with God so you can manifest God to the world. Now, here's your host, Chad Gonzalez. Hey friends, this is Chad Gonzalez. I want to welcome you to this episode of the Supernatural Life Podcast. It's our goal to help you connect with God so you can manifest God to your world. I am pumped about 2024. How about you? I always love going into a new year, new year, new potentials, new passions, new perspectives, just so many wonderful things that can take place when you have the right attitude. I know some of us had a really rough 2023, and if that's you, you had a bad 2023, then guess what? Brand new year, and you can start things off right, and hey, what a better way than starting off with a brand new episode of the Supernatural Life podcast. Hey, if you haven't left us a review, if you haven't subscribed to the podcast, make sure and do that. Whether you're listening to uh, Spotify, iHeartRadio, you listen to it through Apple or Google, however you listen, make sure and subscribe there. And speaking of subscribing, if you haven't subscribed to our YouTube channel, please do that. We were looking the other day and, you know, we, we passed a great milestone. We hit 25,000 subscribers uh, back in December. But the crazy thing is, is like 62% of all of our viewers aren't subscribers. And so if you watch all our videos on YouTube, please make sure and go hit subscribe. Our goal is to hit 50,000 this year. We want to double where we're at. We accomplished a lot through 2023, lots of great, great meetings and conferences. We also had an alternate reality and Think Like Jesus translated into Spanish, uh, had aliens translated into Spanish. We are in the process of having those translated into German right now for a conference that we're doing in Germany in March. We saw so many wonderful miracles, deaf ears and blind eyes open, people with chronic diseases healed, broken bones healed, uh, short legs grow out. It was awesome. And it was just great because we're continuing to push this piece, and that's really what we've been endeavoring doing to to raise the standard of Christianity to that of Jesus himself for the believer so that you and I can go out and manifest God to our world like the world has been begging for and waiting for it to happen. So a great, great year in 2023. Now, obviously, you know, if, if you followed me and know my story, uh, we had a, a really bad thing happen in 2023, a great tragedy. Uh, and Lacey, she passed away early last year, totally unexpected, and, and that one hurt. And it was really an attack of the devil to try to take me out. But in reality, taking her out, he took away my my will to quit. I mean, I've never been a quitter, but he really just ticked me off. And just it just poured more fuel on the fire that was already burning on the inside of me. And so I'm going after this thing harder than I've ever gone before. And so definitely a, a man on a mission with a chip on my shoulder. But if you're a partner with us, I just want to say thank you so very much. We could not have done everything we did last year without you. I love every single one of you. I absolutely love getting to see you at our conferences. It just blesses my heart to see so many partners when they come to the meetings to come up and introduce themselves and, and just tell me that they're a partner. And just, I can't tell you what that means to me. It's just so humbling to know that, number one, you see what we're doing and you want to be a part of that. Number two, that you're a part of that with your finances, that you trust us with your finances. And I just said it for a while that the greatest gift that you can give to someone is your trust. And I just thank you so very much for that. 
Thank you for your prayers, your encouragement, your kind notes. You guys are just awesome. I believe we've got the best partners in the world. But if you're not a partner with us and you'd like to be, you can very simply go to our website, chadgonzalez.com. You can join the Dream Team. And hey, I want to let you know, partners, we have, I'm so excited about this. We have a brand new platform that's being built right now. It's going to be released at the end of the month, and it is just for you. I mean, it's going to be awesome. Uh, you're going to be able to log in there with your own login and password. Log in there, and you're going to have access to all of our stuff, all of our resources, videos, books, uh, courses, uh, classes. Of course, you've got access to the Healing Academy, but I mean, this is going to be phenomenal. And it's not only a, a content for adults, but we're also, one of our main projects for this year is we're creating uh, content for kids. And we've already started on the videos, and we're going to be working on two books. It's just going to be awesome. And so I'm, I'm really excited about uh, what's in store for this year. So we have a brand new book called Advance. It comes out January 16th. And I want to spend a little time just talking about this message that's behind this book. You know, in a world that's constantly evolving with innovation and technology, if we take an honest look at the church, it's just stalled. The church is stalled with diminished echoes of divine miracles. But my question is this, are we merely seeking a revival of past spiritual triumphs? Or are we going, are we, we aiming to unlock unprecedented realms of glory that we've never seen before? You know, our journey is not devoid of challenges. It's punctuated, it's marked with battles, adversities, and divine orchestrations. And, well, this was a battle I faced with the transition of my first wife, Lacey, last year to heaven. If you follow our ministry and what we've been going after, we've been advancing. We've been pushing, going to a realm where divine healings have been taking place and Impossible has become testimonies of miracles, tumors dissolving, and blind eyes are opening, and lame skipping, people running around sanctuaries getting healed, and nobody touching them, nobody praying for them. The Lacey's ascent to heaven, it wasn't just a passage, but a cold, calculated assault by the devil that was designed to demolish our momentum. I'm telling you, Satan, he had a plot against us, a plot against me. He aimed his artillery at me seeking to obliterate the wave of miracles that was taking place and the revelations that we were getting. I mean, actually, the, the two days after she passed away, I had a brand new book, The Supernatural Prayer of Jesus, that was coming out. And this book, I mean, just filled with some really, really wonderful realities of who we are in Christ, looking to, to change our perspective on what Christianity is really all about. And as brutal as the injury was, well, it was a reminder that adversities, they're not just merely obstacles. They can also be a divine catalyst that propels into a realm of victory, a realm of authority, and going into a place of unparalleled manifestations. See, the night after Lacey passed away, I had a dream. In this dream, I found myself walking down a path outside. In the distance, probably about 200 feet away, I saw a lion. It hadn't seen me yet, but I got very still. I started to back up. And then it turned its head slightly and it saw me. The lion began walking to its right. It went past a tree and it started circling around to my right. Well, I started jumping up and down, waving my arms and screaming, trying to make myself appear larger. But the lion began to run towards me. I began to run toward the lion full speed. And when I got to the lion, it stood up on its hind legs and turned into a man with a lion costume on. He took off running away from me. He tripped and hit his head on a rock. His head split halfway open, he was bleeding out, and I walked up to him, and I said, Hey, 
You might want to call 911. And I walked away. When I woke up, I immediately had these scriptures come to my mind. First is 1 Peter 5, 8 that says, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. James 4, 7 says, Therefore submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. I knew this was a God dream. I mean, I can tell we've all had bad pizza dreams and then God dreams. This was a God dream. And when I've had God dreams, I mean, I can tell you, I remember the day it happened. I remember where I was at. I remember the details. And this was a God dream. He was showing me not only was this an attack of the devil that, that took place against Lacey and against myself, but also I was spiritually in the right position. I was ready. You see, friend, we're always on offense. Never retreat. Never, ever. Instead of retreating, we are to advance. You never run from a lion, especially a fake one. Instead, we become the lion, and we advance after our enemy. When I was on a return flight from a conference in California just a few weeks after Lacey went to heaven, I found myself re-watching the movie Braveheart. I absolutely love this movie. It's a masterpiece starring Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson he embodies the essence of this fearless warrior. He's donning this rustic kilt. He's got this crazy long hair and a rugged leather armor. But he portrays William Wallace. William Wallace is a Scottish knight. He rose as a pivotal leader during the times of the First War of Scottish Independence in the late 1200s. But in the movie, you see this heart-wrenching moment, and it fuels Wallace's rebellion. His beloved wife, which is an irreplaceable part of him, was brutally captured and murdered in the town square. This vile act was executed before a crowd of people with a malicious ploy. What was it? Well, the English was endeavoring to shatter Wallace's spirit, seizing what was most dear to him to try to force his submission and squash his spirit of defiance against them. But see, they miscalculated. Instead of diminishing his resolve, the loss of his wife had ignited a roaring fire within Wallace. It steeled his determination and it compelled him to be a champion to champion the cause of Scottish independence. And not only his cause of Scottish independence, but it also unleashed a thirst for justice against his adversaries. This vivid scene from that movie, it seared my mind. Watching Wallace, his, his face was boldly adorned with strokes of white and blue paint. He gets on his horse and he stands defiantly before the battalion of all of his men. And as a true leader with the heart of a lion, he delivers this rousing speech that echoed through the highlands and it echoes in my heart. He said, they may take our lives, but they will never take our freedom. This passionate declaration, it crystallized his unyielding spirit and the courage of his men in the face of adversity. This movie, Braveheart, it's always been a film that resonated with me. I, I love these type of stories. But on that flight back home, I'm flying back from California, flying to Tampa. This is a few weeks after Lacey passed away. The wound of, of Lacey's passing is still very raw, but it, it deepened my connection to what I saw with William Wallace in a very powerful way. As I'm watching the story of William Wallace, it took on a new personal dimension. His pain, his rage, his unyielding quest for freedom. I felt it. I, I've watched the movie several times, but this time was different. I felt his pain. I felt his hurt. I felt his anger. I, I felt the, the need for justice. 
And up there in the clouds, 30,000 feet up in the air, the Holy Spirit began to speak to me about our future and the advanced conferences that were on the horizon. We had several of these meetings that were coming up and we were planning for them, but I began to see it a little bit different. I was guided to re-envision our ministry symbol. Our symbol was a lion that was within a shield and had a crown on it. But I began to think about it, and I called our team and I said, hey, let's change it for our advanced stuff. Let's get the lion's face that we have, but let's take the white and blue paint of the Braveheart warrior, and let's, and let's change it and modify it some. And I can't tell you what that did to me when I saw it. When we made the change, and I looked at it for the first time, because it became more than a logo. It became a banner under which we would march forward. Embodying the spirit of that relentless fight of Wallace, his unwavering will for freedom. I don't see just this picture of our advanced logo. I see a mission. I was already on a mission. But after the attack of Satan against my family, it poured a tanker of gas on the fire that was already burning within me. Instead of retreating, it just ticked me off. Satan took away Lacey. But when he took away Lacey, he took away my will to quit. He tried to make me quit. He took away that will. It just ticked me off. It ticked me off and pushed me even harder to advance further. With more vigilance, more determination, more intentionality. According to the power of God that works in me mightily. I advance out of revenge for our loved ones. I advance out of devotion to my Lord. I advance for the sake of the world. I advance to destroy the works of darkness. I advance to get revenge for Lacey. I advance to show the church what is possible in Christ. So friends, I'm inviting you to advance with me. That's what we've been doing. That's what we've been endeavoring to do. But I'm telling you, we're going even further than we have ever gone before. We've got to boldly go where no believer has ever gone before to make the choice to never settle for average. Why would we ever settle? Why? Because there's always, always more. If you grew up like I did, watching a series like Star Trek and seeing the movies like Star Wars, you see people going into places that have never been gone before. But especially like Star Trek, you know, each episode of Star Trek started with a speech by Captain Kirk and he said, Space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the Starship Enterprise and its five-year mission to explore strange new worlds and seek out new life and new civilizations. And then he'd say this, to boldly go where no man has gone before. This last phrase, to boldly go where no man has gone before, it really is at the heart of every individual, whether you realize it or not. At the core of all of humanity is the spiritual foundation, though we're spirit beings living in a spirit body. Now we know that there's more to this world than what we experience with our five senses. We may not recognize it, but it is a piece that drives us to explore and push the limits and boundaries all around us. When you look at the history of mankind, we see a constant push for advancement. The wars that have continued for centuries have been countries endeavoring to advance their territories. We see people like Christopher Columbus and Ferdinand Magellan. They went against all the odds of what other people said was possible in exploring new lands and new routes against the world. We look at scientists like George Washington Carver. I mean, he's credited his times of prayer with God in finding over 300 products from peanuts. Think about that, a peanut. And he found over 300 products from that. You have a man like Thomas Edison, a Tesla. I mean, their inventions radically changed the world. We find people like Chuck Yeager, and I love the story of Chuck Yeager. He was willing to put his life on the line to break the sound barrier. 
and people said it was impossible. At the time, many were fearing that supersonic flight was impossible because of an invisible barrier. They thought there's this invisible barrier out there that's going to destroy the aircraft. But Yeager later stated this. He said, I realized that the mission that I had, it was going to end in a letdown because the real barrier wasn't in the sky. But listen to this. He said the real barrier was in our knowledge and our experience of supersonic flight. Now think about this, friend. We can look all around at all the different educational, business, technological organizations and institutions. And within them, you see a constant growth. You see a constant continual push for advancement. The businesses and institutions that push for growth, they almost always advance. And the ones that settle for where they're at, they begin to fall behind and they eventually begin to fade away. But then I look at the church and I ask this question. Where's the advancement? Where's the push for growth? Have you ever thought about that? Have you ever looked? Throughout church history, we see a very extreme minority of individuals. At various times, they have pushed to go where no one has gone before. But in the secular world, we can find scores of examples of individuals that have pushed past normal and they've advanced. In the church world, it's very rare to find people that have advanced. In our list of church heroes over the thousands of years, it pales in comparison to the secular advances of the last century. And last year when I was studying, this one day the Lord said this to me during a time of studying. Sitting at my desk in my office and he said this, always advancing, always increasing, always multiplying. I don't know about you, but I've never been satisfied with staying stagnant. But this statement of the Lord has been a fire in me and driving me even more. Why is that? Because God wants growth. Not only does God want growth, the world needs growth from the church. The church should not be looking to the world for ideas. Church folk are the ones that are filled with a revealer of truth. A Christian has the genius of the universe living on the inside of us. We're told in 1 Corinthians 14 too that we can pray out the deep, secret, mysterious things of God. Think about that. But people filled with God should be leading the way in the advancement of all areas of life. Unfortunately, too many Christians have relegated God to the church on Sunday instead of life on Monday. But friends, we have some Christian leaders. And I'm not talking about just people behind a pulpit. It's people in their prayer closet. It's everyday believers, everyday average Joe Blow believers, teachers, lawyers, doctors, stay-at-home moms, businessmen, landscapers, people that are hungry, people that are seeking after the things of God. They're waking up to what can happen when you allow God to bring revelation and wisdom to every single area of our life. Now, a few years ago during COVID, the church world was crying, well, you can't close us down because we're essential. Well, the world didn't care because they didn't see the church as essential. And you know why? You're only essential if you have something the other doesn't. The world was looking for a cure and all the church could do was pass out gift cards and food. The church turned into a social service organization instead of a supernatural organization. But how can you be essential when you're looking to the world system as your source? Certainly people need Jesus, but let me ask you an honest question. When you look at the life of the average Christian, is it really any different than the life of the sinner? As a whole, the church world has been stuck in a rut for a very long time. I know the church is growing in different parts of the world. I have some very, very good friends doing remarkable things for God. I mean, they're changing nations. But as a whole, we're in the very same place in revelation understanding of things that we've been for decades. We're still looking back and talking about the good old days and all the miracles that took place in the early 1900s instead of talking about the miracles that took place last week. Thank God for all those that blazed trails before us, but 
Shouldn't we be just talking about the miracles that we've experienced on our own? We should be talking about our own miracles. Friends, it's time for us to advance. It's time for us to go after greater. And I, for one, I am determined, flat out determined, that not only am I not going to stay the same, but I'm going to be one to help lead the charge to go further than anyone has gone before in the things of God. Jesus expected greater, and we should be expecting greater too. We should have a burning on the inside that will not stay put, but that we're going to go further. I refuse to camp out on the foundation of all of those before us. No, we're going to build on it. I refuse to dishonor all of those who have blazed trails for me by simply building a camp at the end of their trail. The greatest way I can show honor to those, and the greatest way you can show honor to those that we honor, is to pick up the torch, press forward at all costs, and go further than what man has done before. Why is that? Well, Jesus said it's possible, number one. And number two, Jesus expects it. I don't care how impossible it looks, it's always possible. God specializes in making the impossible possible. It's what he's done. And yet he created us to be just like him. Jesus said in Matthew 19, verse 26, with man, this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. He went on to say in Mark 9, verse 23, if you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. Do you see that? Your faith puts you in the God class of operation. Because God is our Father, the impossibilities of this world become our playground. I've never liked it when someone told me no. There's always been a little bit of rebel in me. I've certainly never liked it when someone told me that I could accomplish something. I've always been that type that you tell me that, you automatically go on my list. You know what list I'm talking about? It's that list of those I'm going to sit off the rest of my life endeavoring to prove to you that you're wrong. I dealt with it even as a kid. I'm sure we've all dealt with this to a degree, but I remember me, myself. When I was a freshman in high school, I was playing football and basketball. I was really good in football because of my build, but I loved basketball, even though I wasn't that very good at that point. But one day in football practice, the head varsity coach, he called me out in front of everybody. And he said, Gonzalez, why don't you quit basketball? You have a great shot at playing some big-time college football, but you're never going to do anything with basketball because you suck at it. Well, that just ticked me off. I took my helmet off. Honest to God, I took my helmet off. I walked off the field that day. I turned in my football equipment and I quit. Why? Because I was going to prove him wrong. Biggest hurdle? Well, I wasn't great at basketball at that time, and I was only five foot six at that point. Well, during my freshman basketball season, things didn't really go that well. Most of my time during the games, I was sitting on the bench. However, that summer, that spring and summer, I mean, I worked really, really hard. I grew a little bit more, and almost every day, I was at the track running in my, my strength shoes. I was lifting weights. I was working on my basketball skills. And you know what happened my sophomore year? Well, I became a starter on the JV squad, and a few weeks into the season, I got bumped up to the varsity. And in one year, I went from riding the bench as a freshman to playing on the varsity team as a sophomore. And over the next couple of years, I continued to work not only for myself, but I was also endeavoring to prove that football coach wrong. I kept getting better and better, and then I became the captain of my team my senior year, won several awards, different tournaments and stuff, and then I ended up playing against some of the, really the best players in the state of Texas and in the U.S. And at the end of high school, me and one of my teammates, we ended up going to play at the same college. And as a result, our local newspaper, they did an article on us. And you know what I did with that article? I cut it out, and I went to that football coach's office, and I taped it on his door. I mean, I was, I was still mad after years because of what he told me I couldn't do. When I was a freshman in high school, I remember sitting in an English class, 
And my teacher, and she did this in front of everybody. She said, Chad, you're never going to make it to college. I don't remember what she said before that or after that. All I remember was she said, I couldn't do it. Well, I told my mom about it. You better believe my mama. She was at the school chewing that teacher out. I'll never forget sitting in the hallway with the rest of my class. We're sitting in that hallway listening to my mom give that teacher an earful. But that statement by that teacher put a fire in me too. I already had plans of going to college. I had plans of things I wanted to accomplish, but now she was on my list. It was one of the reasons I pushed myself to not only get my bachelor's degree, but I went on and got my master's degree, and I got my doctorate degree. And that same attitude that was in me as a kid and a young adult, it's still in me now. And I'm quickly approaching the young age of 50. The drive that pushed me as a kid is still driving me in ministry for two decades now. So don't tell me I can't do something. Don't tell me it's not possible. I've had ministers tell me this, the statements of Jesus, they're not for me. I've been told you can't do this and you can't do that. They don't realize all they're doing is throwing gas on the fire within me. I mean, can you relate with that? There's a small part of me that hopes when we get to heaven, Jesus gathers all the, my naysayers together and just gives me one moment to look at him and say, hey, I told you I'd do it. I just want one second. You think that's, <laughs> you think that's possible? But I'm telling you, friend, if there's two things that drives me bonkers, it's complaining and excuses. I can't do either one of them. can't stand it. I don't like complaining because I believe in maintaining an attitude of gratitude. God's been so good to Chad, so good to me. And we should be thankful at all times for what God has done for us, and what he's doing through us, what he's done for us. But I also don't like excuses. I mean, my attitude is this, either put up or shut up. Own your mistakes, own your lack of gumption, own your lack of desire to advance, but don't make excuses for it. But sadly, that's what I'm hearing from many in the church. Excuses for our lack of advancement. The world doesn't put up with excuses. In the world, if you provide excuses, you get fired. In the church, we get excuses and we find scripture for them to make ourselves feel better. Well, I refuse to make excuses. How about you? When Jesus has not only provided the way, he also told us it's possible to always hear and see from God to do greater, greater, and greater, to not only for our fellowship to have greater, but also so as the church and the world can sit back and go, wow. Why? Because Jesus said in John chapter 5, he said, the Father is going to show me even greater things than these just so you can marvel. Well, if Jesus was pushing for more and expecting more, you and I should be pushing and expecting for more too. Why? So that the world can go, wow. Friend, it's time to stop settling and it's time to start advancing. Praise God. Well, I trust that that encouraged you and inspired you. I mean, I got fired up all over again. I'm, I'm pumped. I'm primed. This is going to be a tremendous year of advancing and increasing and multiplying. Hey, I want to encourage you to get your copy of Advance. Again, it releases January 16th, but coming up the week of January 8th, it will be available for pre-order. Go to Amazon, check it out, get your copy, get one for your friend. It's going to be available as an ebook available as a paperback, and available as an audiobook as well. So very, very excited about what God is going to do through this. And you know what the big news is, great news with that? Oh, man, my dear friend, my spiritual father, Dr. Jesse DePlanis, he wrote the forward for it. And I'm telling you, you ought to get the book just for the forward. The forward fired me up. I got so excited reading it. It inspired me. So get your copy of that. Make sure and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Download. Uh, our app for your phone, our, your tablet. Subscribe to the podcast. We've got so many wonderful things going on. And 
If you didn't know about it, Healing Talks, it's live every Tuesday. Check it out. Lots of good stuff going on, and I'm so very thankful that you're on the journey with us. If you'd like to be a part of the Dream Team, be a partner with Chad Gonzalez Ministries, very simply go to chadgonzalez.com and follow the links. God bless you, friend. We love you so very much. Thank you for tuning in for another episode of the Supernatural Live podcast. We're praying for you a tremendous, tremendous 2024. It's going to be awesome as we begin to advance and increase in the things of God. Friend, we love you. Remember in Christ, we always win.